The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Excellent. Welcome to the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator. Extremely excited to be here, especially with my partner. Yes. You're not supposed to talk yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my partner, Ebony Clemens Ajibalade. Welcome to the show. Yes, thanks. I am so happy to be here in collaboration with you, Don Sherman. Uh, you make me feel so good. I know that's going to cost me later, so it's all good, though. And we also have a friend for our first show, by the way. So if it goes wrong, blame Ebony. If it goes oh, wow. right, you know who, the, who to give the praise to. We want to welcome to the show Cheryl Wolford. Welcome, Cheryl, my friend. Welcome. Thank you. Cheryl and I go way back, if I can digress a little bit. I joined the chamber back in the 90s when I owned a— security company. And Cheryl, she helped bring me on the board of the chamber at that time. And she uh, she just taught me a lot of what to do, what not to do, what not to say, things like that. And I think we even brought on a, we brought on a chamber president. Uh, at We, we were did. on the search committee at the time, I we believe. Did. So I appreciate you doing that. And I am what I am today. Thank you, Cheryl. Aww. <laughs> I only wish I could take credit uh, for the guy you are today. Oh, Cheryl. See, she always knows what to say. <laughs> but welcome to the show. We're excited about this show because it we get to uplift small business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, small business is the backbone to, well, at least the SBA and all the experts say, a small business is the backbone to our economy. So this is the right time to uplift small business. I agree. Yeah. You know, so even from an Evergy standpoint, um, our, our mission is to empower a better future. And uh, really, there's no better way than through small business and building the economic development uh, ecosystem. So this, this is so important. And I'm really excited to partner with the chamber on this and bring in exciting people like Miss Cheryl. Oh, yeah. Miss <laughs> Cheryl. Excellent. Well, we'll go ahead and go start the show. Uh, Ebony. I yeah. think it's your turn. Well, I don't know <laughs> if we have turns, but I am super excited to hear from Cheryl. We have, uh, she's the owner of Automation Plus, and I want to hear a little bit uh, from you. Tell us who you are, what your title is, how long you've been in business, all of those exciting things. Well, thank you guys. And I'm always honored to do uh, work with the Chamber and Small business is, I think, the backbone of our community and our economy. So it sure is important to me. 
So I'm the president, and Doug, my husband, and I own the company. He started it in 1987, and I joined in 1991, shortly after um, we got hit by the tornado, the Andover tornado. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started in down by Hayesville, which our office was down on South Seneca. So I joined him after that, and um, that's, boy, the years have flown by, but so we've we have done a lot of different things over the years. We've reinvented ourselves and like you have to do just you do what you do to stay relevant and and keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. So right now we um, manufacture identification marking systems for all types of manufacturers. We have 20 employees and you know it's it's a joy. We've got great people and that's what makes you. That's what can make or break you. And we're very fortunate to have a team with a lot of tenured employees. And yeah. the team is awesome. I bet. 20 employees, right? 20, right? So do you remember like when you first began in 91? How many employees did you start with then? You know, actually, we, we because Doug had been in business for four years, we we probably had, gosh, I should look that up. But Half of that, probably. Mm-hmm. We, we've never gotten over 25. Um, I think we have made the decision that the around the 20 number is, that's just a good number for us. Between We've been up to 22 in recent years. Um, it's a good manageable number, and you have to do a lot of different things if you're really going to grow. And we've got, we're, we're comfortable where we are. Mm-hmm. Not that we wouldn't always entertain a bigger growth, but that comes with other levels of management. And, and so we're, we're just at a good, comfortable level. Yeah, yeah that's good to hear. Um, you know, employees make the world of difference. And having a leader like you, I know they're um, excited to come to work each and every day. Well, I don't know if that's what they would say, but <laughs> I'm excited to have them come to work every day. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm sure. So what do you think... Um, that you might be able to share that people don't really know about your business? A lot of people really have no idea what we do, right? Because our name is Automation Plus because we, over the years, have automated a lot of things. And back in the day, that's what Doug did was custom automation. And so once you're established, you know, you don't really change your name. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can, but that wasn't something we ever wanted to do. Um, So... So a lot of people probably don't know because our name doesn't necessarily reveal what we do. Um, I think that probably what people don't know is the level of technology that we're able to deal work with and how quickly we can change and, and adapt to projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to, to be relevant and to, you know, always be improving your products. Oh, I love that you said that because I remember uh, an article where it's a, a quick pivot, Automation yeah. Plus. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Fighting against the pandemic. Right. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, that was just such an awesome project um, and one we were just thrilled to be part of. So um, the company that we buy our industrial inkjet printers from is is called VideoJet. And so they have customers all over the world. And their customer was working on this machine for one of the diagnostic companies. And of course, they needed equipment ASAP. So we were able to do a part of a bigger machine uh, that went for to, to manufacture swabs hmm. for COVID testing. And so we had like three days. 
And so our guys were on the conference call on Wednesday um, to get everything approved, drawings approved, and it had to ship by Friday. Wow. And so the whole team was just like, drop everything, do this. This is so important. And then we had a chance to do another one. So it was very rewarding, I think, for everyone to be part of trying to help um, with a solution for COVID. So, and we were just because we're nimble and, you know, when you're small and you can just, we could do a quick pivot and that's what we had to do. Drop and run, (laughs) drop everything, focus on this, get it out the door. So when we got it out, it was like, whew, okay, we did that. And then, oh, could you do it again in a few more weeks? (laughs) But sure we could. So, um, and that's, that speaks well to our people too, because, they, they are, when, when we interview people, one of the things I tell them is, if you're looking for a lot of structure um, and a very steady path, this might not be the best environment <laughs> mm-hmm. for you because that's really not us. We, we try to be, but lots of times, you know, we'll get pulled off to do something else and you've just got to go with it. So mm-hmm. um, th- our people are really used to that. I mean, what a fantastic story. That is amazing. Three days. Three days. Oh, wow. now, it wasn't the whole machine. It was a part of a machine. But but still. But, you know, it was. We we chop-chopped. <laughs> <laughs> nice. If I can follow up on that. It was four years before you come to the business. Do you Has Doug ever shared or were you guys sharing together? What made you decide this is a business to fill a niche for an unserved un- underserved market. What was, what went bing? Okay. So it's really a funny story. We had done a project uh, for a customer that wanted to mark on sheet metal. And so Doug, you know, Doug is the entrepreneur. Doug is the, um, a lot of the guys call him, he's the clanker. He likes to clank. He likes to invent. He can take a problem, sit back, analyze it, and go, hmm, we could build this. We could do this. I could make it do that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he loves to do. So he saw that and knew that part marking in the aerospace industry was the number one problem. If suppliers send in parts with an illeg- with a illegible mark on it, because every part on a plane has to be marked. So if you can't read the identification code, it's coming back to you. Mm. So like a Boeing or a Spirit, that, that, I don't know if it still is, but it used to be their number one problem was they get parts in and they can't read the identification. So Doug is sitting there looking at this little, it looked like a little go-kart and you, you ran it on the sheet metal. And he's looking at that going, this could solve a lot of problems. This could solve problems in the aerospace. So he uh, clanks around and comes up with a product. And it took us it took us a long time to sell it into aerospace because everyone was reluctant. It was a complete shift of how they operated because you took a hand stamp. I mean, a stamp like you mark a bill paid, you know, a right. date stamp. That's what that's what people were using where they had to oh, wow. change the numbers and the letters. And so, you know, you could get that smeared, you could get it crooked. And so it just took a lot of convincing to get our first customer, our first aerospace customer. And then it probably took, um, it probably took five years or so before it really caught on. And then it has now kind of become the standard. So 
then that was really our niche was in aerospace. But we get the fact that aerospace is very cyclical Mm -hmm. and it has lots of, you know, it has ups and downs that you sometimes can't anticipate. So we've tried to diversify into lots of other um, manufacturing areas, anyone that needs to mark their product. But aerospace is certainly our niche because we developed software and all types of fixturing that make the process from scanning a barcode on the work ticket, um, once that's scanned and it's in your database, then there's really almost no user error wow. um, that's going to surface. So knowing that, I mean, we've been in Wichita forever, you know, so we know about aircraft. How are you getting to these other markets? Are you using social media, word of mouth, are you cold calling? What are you doing? So we've done a lot of cold calling. Uh, we, we've had a salesman. We currently don't right now. Um, but we've done a lot of social media. Uh, LinkedIn has been really interesting. And um, we've had some really good success with that because I think it, you, you're able to find the people that you want to see your product. Um, so we've really been focusing a lot on that. And, you know, there's some word of mouth. And then the fact that our, our printer supplier, they also sell our equipment. And so we, that, that's a big help because they have people all over the United States that can also bring in leads. But we're always looking for better ways to get ourselves out in the market as a small business. Mm-hmm. Not to get proprietary, but can you share if your sales are local or national, mm-hmm. international? They, they are national. Um, we have over 1,000 aerospace customers wow. all over the country, a few uh, international, but we really look to our printer partners to handle the international because that gets, there's just so many r- regulations and all that. So we pretty much let them sell um, internationally, but we have them all over the United States and quite a few in Mexico, some in Canada. Excellent. From a go-kart. From a go-kart, that, from a go-kart to a printer wow. solution. I know, um, right? That you guys set the standard. I love when you <laughs> said, now it is the standard. That is here in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, we're pretty proud of that. You should be. <laughs> you should be. I'm pretty proud of it. I tell you Thank that. You. And Thank I know you. once the listeners here, they too will be proud of it. <laughs> um, I don't know if you, and it's it's so much that you guys have accomplished. It's hard to, you know, rank things. But um, could you maybe describe your company's latest major success? So probably the, I mean, it was fun doing the pandemic um, machine, right? And then the other thing that has um, our latest success or new line is, High-definition printing is now becoming available. Um, So if you think about your desktop uh, inkjet printer, right, that has a high resolution. The printers that we've been using the last 20 or 30 years, do not they're not high-resolution. And so that shift in technology is opening up all kinds of doors. Um, So that's going to be... That's really what we're focused on right now is just the opportunities that that technology will allow. So I think that that will be our greatest, latest success. I love that. The greatest and the latest. You're yeah. hearing it right here <laughs> on this podcast. I want yeah. everyone. Well, let's not get too excited. 
<laughs> no, I love that. I think that's important to to talk about that. But what's also important, I think, uh, for people to hear, especially those persons who are thinking about starting a business or um, those who are maybe already in business, is talking about challenges um, that your company has faced. Um, so could you, we've talked about the pivot that you were able to make here doing, uh, during the pandemic, but could you talk about what one of your biggest challenges were here in the last 12 months or so? I think that the biggest challenge that probably most of us could say is just, where's the next order coming from? Mm -hmm. What's going to happen to our customers? I mean, because not only was it the pandemic, then we also had, um, you know, the Boeing, the Boeing production slowdown, which, which um, affected all of our suppliers. So that has been our biggest challenge is just, are we going to have work? Mm -hmm. And so I know lots of people have felt that pain. Um, But definitely, I mean, it's been a hard, it's been a hard year. We're very fortunate that it has picked up and we're busy right now. Uh, We were busy when it started, but that was mostly because we had a nice backlog. And so, you know, we're thinking, okay, well, maybe we'll be able to weather this storm. Um, And that backlog certainly helped us because it was very slow over the summer. Yeah, I can only imagine. But you are making it through. You keep grinding each day, every night. Um, And, you know, it's interesting that earlier you mentioned that LinkedIn has really helped you. Was LinkedIn very helpful during this period? Yes, it was. Um, And Doug's the LinkedIn dude. I'm really not very proficient. But he, yes, it was because for one thing, we may, he may have had a little more time to spend on it, right? Because maybe we weren't quite as busy. But he really did his research and and sought out people in industries. And, you know, it's just easier to find because it's not really a social media platform that people are, I mean, they're, they're, they are putting out there what they do. It's not a, so it's social media, right? But it's not social. Right, right. And so it's easier to connect on a professional level, I think. Um, that, or, I mean, that's what it's for. Right. So, um, we were able to use that and he's been able to make some connections that are of interest and has, um, I think done a good job with that. As a convener of people and ideas, the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce continues to extend our reach and maximize our efforts to provide the best possible business environment in our region. Your partnership is imperative for accelerating business success. We invite you to visit wichitachamber.org to learn more about the benefits of membership and become involved with our efforts to provide success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. Visit wichitachamber.org and follow us on your favorite social media platform. Well, welcome back, everyone. We are here with the president and co-owner of Automation Plus, Ms. Cher Wolford. And we're just talking about successes and challenges um, to her business and how she's done an amazing job, she and Doug, of, of, you know, having a business here in Wichita, Kansas, that has set the standard and set the stage and is still operating today. So I, I guess... What I'd like to hear from you, Cheryl, if you would kind of share with us some of the resources and tools that uh, you and your company use to, uh, to be successful and to overcome these challenges. 
You know, the chamber has always been uh, an important tool in my toolbox. Um, I started out as a chamber ambassador back in the, oh, you know, a long, several decades ago. <laughs> and um, I, I, I can't count back okay. that far. <laughs> but um, so I was a chamber ambassador and and got to meet lots of people when they opened their businesses and and then just kind of eventually became on the board. And, um, you know, it's not... It's not what you know. It really is who you know. Mm -hmm. And the networking, I look at all the events over the years that I've been part of um, and have gotten to meet so many great people, like the two of you. I mean, Don, like you said, Don, we go way back. Um, and that has been invaluable because it's it's just networking on one of the one of my favorite programs the chamber had. Um, uh, quite a number of years ago, we were, I had joined Automation Plus, so it would have been in the early 90s, was this executive roundtable. And there were like six of us, um, small business owners. And we met once a month and we went to each other, we just rotated, you know, businesses. But that kind of became like, it could become like your little board of directors. Mm -hmm. So to this day, um, I'm still doing business with our insurance broker. And, um, you know, it's just, it's those relationships and it's the information that you share. And so I think the chamber has just been such a great resource for me, especially since nobody, nobody that I'm going to see every day out and about in, on things are going to be buying our product. Not, mm -hmm. I mean, I shouldn't say that because some of our customers are, but for the right. most part, um, we don't have a commodity or a product that is widespread used by chamber mm -hmm. members. Um, but when I needed to know a legal question or an accounting question, or I needed to pick a new vendor for this, that, or the other, I mean, that was my first go-to was I'd look in the chamber directory or I'd see who I already knew. And to me, that's been an invaluable, um, result of my involvement with the chamber. So programming for small business, because, you know, I, we don't have an HR director, um, we don't have some of the positions that a large company would. So to have the the chamber offer those kind of services has certainly been something that we've taken advantage of over the years. That's awesome. You know, the chamber is a great resource and tool, um, you know, and I love this podcast idea, right? It, because it's a new network uh, for community builders, right? Gives right. us an opportunity to connect in ways that we uh, had not been doing in the past and to reconnect those uh, who've not been connected recently um, just because we've been unable to, to uh, be together in person. So I really thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and I think podcasts are awesome, right? Because who you can always find time to hit it in the earbud and yeah. exactly. listen to a podcast or catch it as you're driving to and from work. And I think that, you know, we're all so busy. Any the ease of use is always top of mind. Absolutely. Excellent. I really want your uh, answer to this next question. I want you to think about it really good. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. It's a doozy. No, <laughs> you know, everybody asks a question, what keeps you up at night? I would like to know what brings you back the next day everything that caused you to come back the next day. That's a good one. Just from a work or from a everything standpoint? Work. Let's start with work. work. 
then you know how we roll. We'll I, get into personal. We just roll. We? <laughs> just roll. So honestly, knowing that there are 20 people counting on you, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're, we're like a family. We know our people. We know their families. So every now and then you think, oh, time to throw in the towel. Oh, oops, not. Right. right. There's people counting on you. And on the fun factor side of it, we have two cats at the office. Ah. So who's going to feed the cats? <laughs> yeah, that's important. Right? But no, I think that's, it's the team. It's is always a, the team. Is that a lot of pressure? Yes, it can be, right? Because they're counting on us. Right. So, and during the pandemic, especially, I mean, you know, you don't want everyone to be worried I mean, that's what that's what Doug and I do. Right. <laughs> <is> worry. Exactly. <laughs> so you want to keep that as uh, you want to keep everything as normal as po- as possible. But mm-hmm. they they know when things slow down. But they also know we're going to do our best to try to take care of them. And everybody chips in with with how they can help too. When you created your company, did you have a business plan? And if so, how's it going? Per business plan or not. <laughs> that shouldn't be on the recorder. I just laugh. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe Doug did. Okay. But we've we've done business plans over the year because your financial partners really like you to have a plan. Right, right, you know, they do. Right. Um, so I don't think he did when he started. You know, we were really young. And so there's a lot to be said for that level of inexperience and not knowing what you're really walking into. I, he, Doug saw um, a need. And so what we started out doing was custom automation and uh, building a lot of one-off machines. Mm-hmm. And so I, he went into it, I think, fairly blindly. And I had a good job. And so it was like, okay, we'll take the risk. Mm-hmm. We're definitely risk takers, Um, as Doug says, I don't need to gamble. I go to work every day. Yeah. I love that. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So, and I think, you know, that does kind of just sum it up, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Now you've been in Wichita all your life, I believe. No, not quite. I came to go to school. I came to go to WSU. I'm a native I forgot. She's a shero from Wichita State. You say (laughs) Cheryl Wolford and doors open and people just talk to you. Oh, you're a friend of Cheryl? You're a friend of mine. Right. Right. It, it works for me. Well, so well, it works for me when I throw your name around. <laughs> oh <too>. no! <laughs> <laughs> You've been in Wichita a long time. What's the benefit of being here in Wichita, Kansas? So I can't imagine being anywhere else. I mean, Doug and I will never leave Wichita. Um, it is like the smallest big town ever, <laughs> and I and I know that has to do with just being involved over the years, but it's just the best because. You, there's so much to do, and I have made so many friends that it's fun. I, I can't imagine being anywhere else. Yes, there's the frustrations, but uh, of, you know, maybe not. Our, sometimes we don't think we move on things quickly enough, and we'd like to see um, things happen faster in the community. But it's such a great place because there's so much camaraderie, and it's a very friendly place to be. Um you know, I'm a big cheerleader for Wichita. And yeah. I love being in the town where I went to college because mm-hmm. then I can still be involved with Wichita State. And you hit on it a little bit, so let's let's go back. Um, what could we do in Wichita that would be better for your business and for the community as a whole? What can we do? Um, 
you know, keeping jobs is so, so, so important because not just in manufacturing, but just keeping a healthy, thriving community. And we're very lucky that we have uh, some young people working with us. And we have to keep our young talent in, in this region. And I think that's one that has to be one of our top priorities. Amen. We've got to keep young people because without that, I mean, we all need that new learning and, you know, we just have to stay relevant. And Mm -hmm. part of that is with young people. And so um, we've got to keep that. And, you know, diversifying the economy. I know that we sound like a broken record, but it's true. (laughs) Yeah, we've been saying that for a while. (laughs) I know. We've always been saying that. But we love our manufacturing. We love our aerospace. Don't want that to go anywhere. We just want to add to it, right? Right. Mm -hmm. We just want to add to it so that people want to come to Wichita and can see that as a workforce uh, that they can can utilize. Besides this podcast, what can the chamber do? to make things better for a small business? I think, you know, the programming is key, is is to offering resources and guidance. Um, I thought the chamber did a really good job through the pandemic of communication and uh, partnering with people to let you know where the resources were and how to utilize them. And here's an article about this. Here's how to contact this. You know, that's that's critical for small business because you don't know where to sometimes you may not know where to turn. So if you can count on the chamber to provide up to date, accurate business information, I mean, that's invaluable. That's way, way justifies your dues. Completely. One more quick question. How we know that you're all about community. How is that relating to your employees? Are they involved in the community as well? They yes. Um you know, we've got one that's a volunteer at Cowtown, and we've got uh, mo- most of them that have young kids are very involved in their schools. Um, and I mean, they know that I'm all about that. And if they want to do something, we're going to figure out a way to make that happen. Um, and they're, they, they, I think they like that. I think they like that I'm involved and um, can usually help them find an answer to something or. Mm-hmm. Um, Excellent. Yeah, so I, I think we're good with that. That was we a like softball that. question for you. I mean, community <laughs> and you, yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> we'll expand on that a little bit just for us. You, we know that you're all about community, but for some of the listeners who uh, might be in college or in youth entrepreneurship clubs, talk to us about your level of community engagement. I mean, you're you're an owner, you're a boss, you're all that, and you still give back to the community because it's a passion of yours. It's a passion and it's a responsibility that you have to own because, um, you know, too much to what is the saying to those much is given, much is expected. Um, I have just always been involved. I was involved in college. And so I just kind of transitioned. In fact, the chamber was one of my first big volunteer things um, a few years out of college. So, and then, you know, once you've, once you start, people like Don or Ebony call up and say, hey, could you be on this committee or could you do this? Or, you know, um, it's not like it was the other way around, maybe. It, but-, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I love doing that. And over the years, I've just had a lot of great opportunities um, placed in front of me that um, have been fun and you could get passionate about. And then you, you know, you make your friends and then you pull your friends in and. Mm-hmm. 
next thing you know, you're just having a grand time and you're seeing your community be better for it. So we've, you know, kind of talked a, a little bit about everything while we've been here today, but you talked about the beginning and how you guys, you and Doug were young, you were risk takers, you really, you were inexperienced, but you went at it full throttle, right? You had this an idea and you just went in. So let's talk about the future from that. Okay. Where where do you kind of see yourself in your organization in, you know, the next five years? So I'll be getting pretty old by then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <don't> right. <laughs> So, you know, that's a, that's the question nice. that we talk about a lot because we do need to, um, we're, we're working on a plan of how we will transition out um, and still allow Doug to be that engineer guy because mm-hmm. that's what he likes and he doesn't have a lot of other hobbies. So I don't see him, you know, sweeping out the garage on a daily basis, <laughs> a monthly basis. Um, so... Yeah, we're, we're looking down that road to see what is next um, because you watch people that work until they can't work anymore and mm-hmm. lots of times then they don't get to enjoy. Um, so, yeah, we definitely see that we could be we could be moving on and hoping that the company still can still go on. Yes, that's important. We need Automation Plus to still go on. (laughs) Somebody needs their stuff more. It's true. It's so very true. Um, So you've been in the industry for a number of years, as you explained. Is there anyone that you would consider someone that you admire in your industry? Well, really lots of people. Um, You know, first was Jeff Turner. Mm. Um, and I was fortunate to get to work with him on the chamber board. Mm. And so I got to know him because he would have not been someone I'm like, Jeff Turner, I wouldn't have gotten to know Jeff Turner if it, if it hadn't been, you know, through the chamber. So a lot of great lessons learned from his, uh, his leadership and Mm -hmm. his grace and, uh, his willingness to help others, uh, like I could ask him you know, for advice, that kind of thing. Um, and just watching, I've had the the privilege to meet Tom Gentelli and um, work with him on a committee here and there, but to watch him from afar this year, I mean, what an amazing leader. Yes. Um, with really hard messages to deliver, mm-hmm. but he has done it and then he can be the best cheerleader and I think he loves this community. And so... I have a lot of admiration um, for him. And then, gosh, lots of our customers, um, you know, the Coxes, the, there's just so many people in our industry that they've grown so much, and um, they're amazing to watch. Um, and then, you know, Debbie Gann is also a good personal friend, but to watch her um, in Boeing and then Spirit, and she spent a good part of her career there and had a really hard job and yeah. just was an amazing person to watch and learn from. Mm-hmm. So there, there's been a lot of people in aerospace that I've greatly admired. That is wonderful. Yeah, some, some I got to know and some I just watched from afar. I appreciate you sharing those names. And um, yeah, Debbie, wow, watching her from afar, uh, it's pretty amazing, <laughs> remarkable. 
Um, she, she was, she's oh, an and amazing I should leader. add, yeah, I should add another name, Sam Marnick now at, at, oh, yeah. at Spirit. Sam, yeah. Uh, I've gotten to know her and serve on a board with her and wow, <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> what a dynamo. She's incredible. So talk to us a little bit about, um, you, you mentioned Grace earlier, um, when you were referring to Jeff Turner and some of the other leaders. What do you think is some of the best advice you've ever received and implemented? Of course, for me, and I, you know, that, that advice, you know, came from the parents, right? It's, it's about in, integrity mm-hmm. and accountability. And if you carry that with you through life, um, working hard and integrity, um, you're going to have your best days and you can sleep at night. Um, I think that those are things that are always going to carry you down the road. Cheryl, we all know that WSU is your team, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're at like every game and you're at uh, every event and you are a shocker at heart. So when we begin to think about you in your biography, what would the title of the book be? Run, Girl, Run. Run, Girl, Run. And what's why? What does that mean? Probably because I feel like I'm always on the run, mm-hmm. which um, probably every management book and every psychologist is going to like their hair would be on end, standing on end, because you're supposed to, at some point in your life, step back and get get a handle on things, right? Um, I don't know. That's how I, I guess, I kind of think that's how I'm built, is to be on the run. On the run. In a good way. Yeah. In a good way. So. I love that. Run, maybe, maybe. girl, run. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty tight. Have you ever <laughs> said no? I have. Really? I know. And, but it's hard. I had to practice. And I have this no button on my desk. Huh. So if I know I'm getting ready to get a question, I start hitting that and practice no. You know, it's really it's hard to say no because usually you're saying no to someone that you want to do something for mm-hmm. or with. Mm-hmm. But the older I've gotten, the more I realized, A, I can't keep up, um, and B, <clears throat> then I don't do a good job. And yeah. I don't want that label, right? I want to try to give my best. And I sometimes have not. So true confession. Sometimes I don't get it done. And so that's not, you're, you're so much better off to say, I'm sorry, I I can't do that. I just can't. I don't have time. Right. Than to do it halfway. And so Uh those, that was a hard, those have been hard lessons because sometimes, and then there's that, like when you do say no and the person goes, okay, well, I'm going to put you down. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's when you get to get the note. Right, right. Now, right. No. I'm going to put you down. I'm going to put wow. you down. No, no. Yeah. So no's hard, but gotta, sometimes you just have to say no. Yeah. I have understand. you ever, did you ever get concerned that you was doing too much community? Absolutely. I mean, I know it's associated with the question, but no. how, how did you feel when you said, okay? That is something that has kept me up at night, okay. right? Because it's a balance. And sometimes I think, okay, I'm spending more time community than business, and that's not good. Right, mm-hmm. right And your employees right. see that and are like, right. well, you're flying out of here to a meeting every other, you know, three times a day. And so how are you, what are you doing for me? <laughs> or yeah, what are you doing yeah. for our company? So, yes, there have been times when that has gotten a 
probably a bit out of control or too much. And then that's when you know you shouldn't be, you should say no. Right. Because it's it's a really hard balance and then that made the the team picked it up or it really fell on Doug, which isn't always fair <laughs> because you know, when nobody's going to do our work mm-hmm. and we all know I can't do his work. So um yeah, that's But you showed you can course correct. So Right. It's yeah, hopefully. <laughs> so what's still a work in progress? Is that what's a WIP? I'm a work in progress. But, you know, Zoom has made all of our lives so different, hasn't yeah. it? Yes, it has. And I think it has also made us, like, I look at the miles on my car. Right. I look at my gas bill. Right. It's all way down this mm-hmm. year, right? So um, while we, what we all miss is that people-to-people mm-hmm. interface, which is why we do a lot of what we do, or at least for me, it's because it's all about the people, right? Mm-hmm. I love people, and I love to meet new people. So it will be interesting to see going forward after the cloud lifts what we do and how we do meetings and things if we get back to... That's That's a good point. I was in a Zoom meeting the other day, and they were talking about how good Zoom and Teams was doing and seemed like we haven't missed a step. But the lady said, the facilitator said, the reason we're doing so good is because of the relationships that we already have. Mm. Now, try to build a relationship off of Zoom. How's it going to look in a year? Do you have any insight on that? I, I agree. I mean, there are some board meetings I've been on that it's so frustrating because you want everyone to talk. Like, I want everyone to talk. And especially, like, if you're running the meeting, I'm like, Don, what do you think? Ebony, what do you think? And it's it's Zoom isn't, or whatever platform you're using, it's not necessarily conducive for that input, right? Yeah. And it's really easy to be distracted because we're all, you know, we're all trying to do 10 things mm-hmm. at once. So, and if you don't know someone or like say it's it's a team meeting and they're new, a new employee or you're new to the board, right. I, I think that's right. You don't have the relationship. In the relationships that have been formed and the boards that we've been working on, right, it's much easier but to get someone new who wants to speak up, right? right? They don't know anyone. They're not sitting next to anyone that's kind of giving them a smile and some encouragement. Right. Um, so I think we're going to have to balance that and figure out when that works in the future for a quick meeting or a quick and and when you still need that person to person or all the people in a room. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, how are you with word association? I give you a word and you tell me. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> we'll do a softball one. Okay. College. Wichita State. Woo! Boom. Okay, here we go. You got it. Chamber. Networking. It's hmm. a good one. Beverage. Really? <laughs> I don't know a really beverage. <laughs> well, I like an after 4 p.m. beverage. Uh, an adult oh. beverage. There you go. Adult <laughs> beverage. Thank you, Ebony. <laughs> adult beverage. <laughs> I like those myself. Uh, vacation. Ocean. Sun. Mm-hmm. Failure. Well, it's not one word. So it, failure, I would say, I know. Boom. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I have. Do you have anything to that we should know? No, I don't like to talk about me. Okay. 
But well, I like that you brought up Jeff you. Turner. I mean, just a quick story. When we were on the board together and Jeff Turner, when I had a radio station, it was Hot 107.9 Jams, and it was J-A-M-Z. He said, that's Jam Z, isn't it? I said, no, it's, it's Jams. I mean, it's jams. And he, to this day, Jam Z, he, he still remembers that. Jam Z. Then you mentioned about Debbie Gann. I remember she was a media darling on TV. Yes, Channel media 3, darling. Right? Yeah, yes. back in the day. She was, yeah, she was really doing it. So you meant, mentioned some good, good people. Well, we've got lots of good people, right? Yeah. That we've all gotten to benefit from. Both of you included oh. Ebony, bright star, young talent, love that, and a mean oh. pianist. Well, thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah, that's, and Dawn. I have to give her that. She can play it. She can play that piano. I've never piano. seen anybody play that piano. Me neither. Maybe if it's in person or I think even on TV as yeah. well as she You're does. so I mean, good. That is, I'm blushing. You're good. I, when I saw that for the first time, she invited me to a recital. I said, okay, I'll go. I want to support my my partner here. He didn't really want to, but he came you and know, he had to. <laughs> can you hit her mic, please? Because, I mean, this is, <laughs> I'm telling my story. When she hit that piano, it was, it was, a, it was amazing. And I don't get too excited about anything, especially music. All I know with music is piano and middle. Is it middle E or middle C? Middle C. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But she made that piano do things that I never thought a piano could do. And it was it's just a beautiful thing. So very, awesome. very talented. And Dawn, seriously, to you, I think about all the adventures we've had in community work over the years. Yep. And you are a dear friend and a treasure and someone I will always want to work with. So oh, you guys Cheryl. are awesome. Well, and Evergy, I'm seriously, Evergy stepping up every time you turn around. Yeah. So you guys have a great company and and our community is so much better for it. And and I'll, I'll let this out there. When Evergy, well, back then as West Star Energy was considering me, one of my first calls was with Cheryl. Oh, that's and asked, amazing. What should I do? What can I do? That, I mean. I so, love that connectivity yeah. and that friendship. Yeah. It takes a village, doesn't it? Yeah. And I, it's time to wrap our show up, but I want to ask this, and, and Don's going to wrap this up, but hmm. I have to ask this last question. He was doing word association. What do you think of when you think of Wichita? A community on the rise. Yes, I love that. A community on the rise. Excellent. Well, I think that's it. If you have nothing else to share... You can't share our off-camera or off-mic conversations. No, I'm not. <laughs> nope, secret. It's a secret. <laughs> but it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for Thank being you. on our first show. Yes. You, you made it uh, better for it. Better for me. So you guys are like, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> what, what are the three things you have to say? Yeah, okay. You do it. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in for our very first podcast. We had an exciting guest, and we love being with you. Make sure you subscribe, and make sure you leave a review and tell us what you liked, what you didn't like, and maybe give us some ideas of who you want to see on the next podcast. Until we meet again. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, 
visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.